We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, a special one-time uh, Wednesday DFS version. I am Scott Jensted. Joined, as always, on the DFS Podcast by Andrew Laird. We figured with the with the Thanksgiving slate, the three games uh, this uh, this uh, week coming up, we will do, well, we'll do two podcasts this week. I somehow convinced Andrew to talk to me twice in a week, which was uh, no easy task. It took a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, talking to him and convincing him that uh, he'll be okay. I'll pay for the therapy bills later. So, Andrew, how are you this morning? Good. These podcasts are easily the worst of my week. So just being able to trudge through another one with you is uh, I've already asked for a raise. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens. That's good. I get beat up like that a lot in my house. So it's good to get beat up. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Sure thing. Um, so we've got three games on Thursday. I, I, I really like this slate. Like we talk a bunch and you write the showdown articles for Rotowire. And those articles are really good. And kind of the reason I play showdown sometimes I read them I'm like, oh, I should toss a team in. I, but I play those for fun. I play those for like it's Monday night and I want to be able to root for some guys in the game. And But this slate I like. It's three games. It's almost like a playoff slate where we get the, you know, the four games. But these are all in one day. Like those playoff slates are split up in two days and kind of a pain when, you, you know, you have half your scoring and the next the games start the next day. But three, three games in a day is fun. They're back to back to back. Nothing overlaps. Uh, I wish we had better football games, to be honest with you. Like, we have, I, was gonna, I mean, anytime, anytime, you, anytime 33% of the teams playing are NFC East teams, it's not going to be a good slate. But um, we've got, like, an interesting – we have Houston-Detroit, which is, like, bad teams high scoring. We've got Washington-Dallas, which is bad teams low scoring. And then we got Baltimore-Pittsburgh at night. Like, it's uh, – 
I know it's not quite as sexy as maybe it was a few weeks ago with with, with Baltimore looking bad and a couple of their running backs out. But anytime Baltimore and Pittsburgh play, like that's a that's a pretty fun and a pretty fun game and one you want to tune in to watch. Yeah, for sure. Um, if <clears throat> Villanova basketball wasn't scheduled to play at nine thirty on Thanksgiving night, then I would probably really take in that Baltimore Pittsburgh one. <laughs> I uh, looked up like I, I was like, oh, but college basketball star. I looked at the schedule. There's like there's like fifty five games today. Uh, like, well, there did, were there were 120, and now it's <laughs> true too. Um, there's a lot of all these teams are playing. Stanford's playing in Maui, I think, next weekend. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And they're playing. I think they're playing Alabama, and then are they actually in out. Maui though? I, I don't know. That's a really good question. Now, I think the Maui one got moved to North Dakota. Wow, that's like the. Worst I don't think it's people. actually North Dakota, but it's it's Can definitely not Maui. Being a kid, you're like, oh my god, we're going to Maui for this trip, and you end up in Fargo. Yeah, um, like that, that would be the worst the worst term events ever. <laughs> I don't think it's actually in a Dakota, sorry, but sorry, Fargo residents. I just yeah, meant that. That's say. true. It's, yeah. not, it's a not, it's a, it's not Maui joke than anything else. Um, right, right, right. Um, yeah, well, uh, the college basketball season will be interesting, but uh, for football, so like we have this playoff slate with uh, the Cowboys, the Lions, the uh, football team. Um, I we were talking just very briefly before we started recording, and we were like, wait, wait, wait let's hold this because you thought they really blew it on the pricing. And I was going to make the joke that like all it took was a three-game slate with these garbage teams for Deshaun Watson to finally be more than seven thousand, right? Um, yeah, that we've been like railing against all year. Um, I we'll get to quarterbacks in a little bit, but like the fact that he's not like nine thousand on a three-game slate against yeah. uh, Detroit is crazy. And the thing is, we don't have like any Devonte Adams types, Dalvin Cook. There's nobody, so they should have bumped everybody up a thousand. Like it's. It's not fully you can play exactly everybody you want, and there's no salary cap implications, but it's pretty darn close to that. Like, you're going to have to hit the right guys because there's – I mean, I, I played with it last night, and it's funny because there's a couple cheap guys I like, and I'm like, I don't really need both of them. Like, you just need – one cheap guy frees up to kind of – I had a lineup with Watson and the top three receivers, and it kind of worked pretty easily. So it's uh, – it's going to be picking the right guys, which it always is, but even more so this week because you're not going to have to worry as much about salary. But I think that – with with no pure studs on the slate, I think they should have just bumped up everybody a little bit to kind of to make it a little more difficult. But you know, the pricing's the same for everybody, so it's uh, it's kind of the way it's going to be. And it's uh, <clears throat> it's weird without having like a couple of the of the really big studs anywhere though. Yeah, we um we talk about DraftKings as dynamic pricing a lot on uh, for soccer slates because um, they just move so heavily based on betting odds, and obviously they do in football as well. But it's not. I mean. It, it's very drastic in soccer that a guy could right. be 5,600 one week and 8,600 the next. And like really nothing has changed other than the opponent. Um, but my, I feel, like so, this week, I feel like this week needed that. They needed a drastic move. So I agree with you. Um, but then the more I thought of it, I was thinking like if there are so many casual people playing on Thanksgiving, um, making it difficult to not get all the guys you want uh, may push people away. Um, but ultimately like we're probably going to see just some extremely chalky guys because it's so easy to play. Um, somebody reached out to us on Twitter, uh, talking about whether this was a good slate for cash games, uh, cause it's only three games, which is funny because, uh, for me, at least I play, uh, soccer cash games, which, um, like the premier, the main, uh, slate every week this season has been a three game slate. Uh, kind of just like this. It's three staggered starts. It's, uh, the, for soccer, that's awful, but like, Three games actually doesn't seem that bad to me. Um, I think it's perfect for cash games only because 
we don't have so many decisions to make. Like I always talk about like you want to lower the player pool when you're trying to build a cash lineup. And obviously going from 11 games to three games really helps that just naturally. And I think that there are certain players on this slate that everybody's going to focus on in cash games. And then that just naturally puts you in certain salary tiers. And then it's, you know, do I want one of these two guys? Like for GPP, um, it's obvious who you can fade. Um, But cash games, I think generally are going to be pretty tight this week just because of that. And for somebody like me who, I don't know if I prefer cash games, but I play them. Um, it's just, it, it makes the decisions a little easier. So that's why uh, it, it's perfectly fine to play cash on Thanksgiving Day. I think you might see a lot of lineups that are like, you know, 2v2 cash is pretty much yeah. like Steelers receiver, A or B, and a defense. Yep. Like different, like there's going to be a lot of similarities. But yeah, I mean, I think that you're right. As long as you pick those similarities well, but um, I'll be playing mostly GPP on the on the shorter slate. Uh, I like uh, I, I don't love the high percentages, but you are you're a better cash player than I am, and uh, you're good with that. I play I play cash um, in the in the bigger slates, but uh, I'll be playing less this week. I'm playing more GPPs, but uh, that's a good answer. I'm glad you I'm glad you saw that because I wanted to ask you that because you were the perfect person to answer that, not me. <laughs> um, so let's jump into running backs. We have uh, I think nobody over 6,800. You made a joke last week about. Um, Ezekiel Elliott and what price we have to be to play him. And, uh, you know, here's your answer. The answer wasn't the price. The answer was probably a number of games involved. But <laughs> Zeke is 6,800 against uh, the Washington football team. He uh, he actually broke out a little bit last week, 21 for 103. Uh, they won the game against the Vikings with Andy Dalton back, also had a receiving touchdown. Uh, are you playing Zeke? 6,800. He's a home favorite. He was really bad for four weeks before last week. Um, you mentioned cash lineups. Do you, th- you think he's super popular this week with the lack of running backs on the slate? I think a lot of it has to do with uh, DeAndre Swift and whether he plays or not. As of for sure uh, Wednesday at 11.15 a.m. on the East Coast, he has not been cleared. He returned to practice in a limited fashion, apparently, on Tuesday. Although, I don't know if they actually practiced or that was like the estimated whatever. Right. Um, but, I, I don't think he's going to play, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just, I mean, I, I'll, I'll certainly have him if he plays, but I just... I, that's a tough. That's a tough turnaround on a concussion week. Like I just, I think it's gonna be hard to get him cleared. Yeah, I assume we would find out early enough, but it also helps that Detroit's the first game anyway, so we'll know right, right. away. Um, so I, su- I assume we'll know at some point today, which is Wednesday. Wednesday, right? So I think uh, Elliot's popularity goes down if Swift plays because I think everybody should play Swift. Um, yeah. I will say when I built, when I started building my lineup, and when <laughs> you realize very quickly that. You're not going to have to make many tough decisions in terms of like, do I have to get a $3,000? Do I have to get KJ Hamler or whoever the Thanksgiving Day KJ Hamler is? Um, Shouts out to KJ Hamler, best receiver in the NFL. Go ahead. Um, But I I actually found myself willing to get rid of Elliott before my other guys. And so I think Elliott is going to be really popular, but I also think you might be able to build a better lineup without him. And so... Uh, obviously Swift plays a part of that, but even without Swift, um, it just depends on how much you're willing to stomach the cheaper guys that have disappointed us so consistently this season, um, particularly Duke Johnson and, and James Connor, who, yeah. um, uh, if you build a lineup with those two, good luck. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's the tough part is that like, usually I'm like, oh, Duke Johnson, you know, now, now I used to like James Conner. Now I'm like, we'll toss him out. <laughs> you can't do it on a three game slate. You just can't toss yeah. anybody fully out like that. Um, 
There's another part with Zeke, too, is Washington's defense is good. They haven't allowed anyone over 85 yards rushing since week three when Nick Chubb had 100. Um, but, you know, DeAndre Swift, you mentioned he was really good against them two weeks ago, kind of catching the ball and running the ball. But overall, they've been pretty good. Zeke was 12 for 45 yards the first game they played against Washington. The Cowboys did not play well in that game. Uh, I'll, I'll just say this. I'll, Zeke's, you know, way more on my radar than he would be normally, obviously. I, I think it, it, the, the point you made on Swift is kind of what I was going to say. Like, he's 6,500. I think that makes a big difference on Zeke's uh, Zeke's ownership this week. Uh, I think that Swift against Houston, we've talked about all year about Houston giving up a ton of big plays in the running game. I think that if Swift plays, um, he's pretty easy uh, for me too, just based on the matchup. But on uh, since I'll stick with that, with that matchup, uh, Adrian Peterson, some people played last week at 4,000 on DraftKings. He was absolutely ridiculously awful. And he just, you know, AP is an all-timer. And I like calling him AP, not AD. I do that on purpose. Um, he's an all-timer. It's just not there anymore. Carrion Johnson's bad. Like it just, I, I think if Swift doesn't play, I'm just going to kind of take this running back situation and, and throw it away. I'm not going to play any of them. I uh, had a number of head to heads last week that played Peterson. And I like, I was going through and I had like four in a row that I was playing against Peterson. And I was like, all right, I'm going to win that. Like I, I didn't <laughs> even have to look. And then the fifth one had Carrion Johnson instead. And I'm just like, Wow, these are not decisions that we need to make this week. Um, so you only play head-to-heads with people locally in Detroit. Uh, yeah, right. Um, I will say, if you're in cash games and you play like a bunch of double ups, um, you should definitely like post head-to-heads because you'll play more people who play Adrian Peterson on an 11 game slate. Um, but anyway, uh, when you go to the the RotoWire DVP page, which is based on just like fantasy points allowed. Um, so no team has allowed more DraftKings fantasy points to running backs than the Lions. And second most of the Texans. So like there's your Duke Johnson and Adrian Peterson, yep. um, which uh, I just don't I just don't see how you go there in cash because like the matchup is there. It's like a David Montgomery syndrome. Ironically, the Packers have given up the third most. And the Packers play the Bears this week. So Montgomery theoretically would be the third. Um, but it's like, I, I think you're just giving up too much. Like I, I get like the opportunity and, um, but I just, I just don't see how you go there, which obviously, which helps Elliot. Like, I think people are like not begrudgingly playing Elliot, but I think we're going to end up with that if Swift sits because, um, you don't really want to go in with one of Peterson or carry on Johnson or Duke or Connor. And like, we're just running out of guys at this point. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna have to play someone in that in that range. Right. Uh, Duke's 5,700 on DraftKings. He just he was brutal last week against the Patriots. Ten carries for 15 yards, three receptions for 20 yards, and they just with Deshaun Watson. You just I don't think I think they're just like forget it. We'll just have Deshaun run. We'll have Deshaun pass. And like there's yeah. they're just so much more efficient when the ball's in his hands without you know without David Johnson there with they, they using they were using more, but. This doesn't make sense to feed Duke Johnson when you have a weapon like Watson, you have Fuller, you have Cooks, you have all those guys on the outside. And I mean, their tight ends played well last week. They're just such a better offense when they're not handing the ball to Duke Johnson that it's hard. Like he he's he's had bulk opportunities the last three weeks. He has 40 carries for 110 yards. Like that's not even three yards per carry. Like maybe get me to like three and a half, and that's bad. But at least I can like think about it. But at 2.8 or whatever that is, like, and he only has seven catches in that span too. It's not like they're the problem is he's he's running the ball a bunch and they're not using him that third down role and it just doesn't it just doesn't work. He's playing a lot, just not doing a thing. But you mentioned the Lions; they've given up 19 touchdowns to running backs on the year. Like they're, I mean, it's crazy that someone's worse than Houston in <laughs> fantasy points, but they are. So as we get down here, the guy that uh, we come down to is Antonio Gibson. 
um, at Dallas. Uh, 6,000 on DraftKings, 6,800 on FanDuel. He scored in four straight games. He has five touchdowns in that stretch. Uh, I want to hear what you have to say about Gibson before I, I, I mention what I'm doing with him this week. Um, I think it it turns to be like a process of elimination, and he's like the last guy standing. Maybe not the last, but like um, just like we went through the list, like you're throwing out so many guys. Um, right. We'll obviously get to the Baltimore situation in a minute, but like the Steelers have been awesome against the run. Uh, so like I don't know, except except the one Ravens game. Well, right, but like yeah. That wasn't necessarily uh, the running backs that we are have to consider in right. this game. Um, so, like, I I think it, Gibson becomes, like, the popular play. I, like, Dallas has just been awful everywhere. Um, although Cook didn't have, like, the... Dalvin Cook didn't have the explosive game that we were expecting last week, at least in terms, like, I think everybody just had, like, full ceiling projection and was like, that's what's going to happen and like... He was good, but like not as humongously huge as we were expecting. But um, yeah, I think Gibson's going to be really popular, and like I don't think it's crazy that he could be more popular than Elliott. Um, maybe the number of casual people who are like, "Oh, it's Zeke!" Like, of course I'll play him, uh, push him higher. But yeah, I think Gibson will be really popular this week. You know what's weird about that Dalvin Cook game is I thought the same thing, and then I and everybody had him, so I didn't really look that closely. I thought the same thing, and I looked at my lineup. He had 29 points last week in DraftKings. Yeah, but like, like uh, it, it felt it felt like he left a lot on the table. It was weird. Like, yes, you're expecting so much, and then you look up, you're like, oh, 20 points. That's pretty freaking awesome. But I just felt like uh, I felt like there was uh, there was more there too. It's weird that like, I think just, he he never had that like one big. That's what I was gonna touchdown. say. Yeah, I needed my 60 yard touchdown. That breakaway play, but it's it's weird that like he's just so good that he does that. But well, wait, so here's you know what he, it was is that we were texting about it and we were like at the end of the game we we're like now we need the 65 yard yep. Dalvin Cook touchdown and then, <laughs> then they threw to him once and then it was a three and out and it was like but well I, I, I guess really he had a bad game. Philip Rivers to not stop throwing the ball to freaking Michael Pittman because the uh, dude's awesome. Um, sorry. So here's my thing with Gibson. I think he's a big GPP fade for me this week. I think he's going to be really popular. Um, but I look at his games, and you got the last six rushing games. You have the 128 and the 94 in there, the games that they won. Uh, the other four games, 27 yards rushing, 30, 45, and 20. Like four terrible games. They, they were helped by the rushing touchdowns. I get that. He's never been over 35 snaps. He's only been over 16 carries once. So uh, the talent is there. He only has 10 targets last four weeks. They obviously don't use him like that way. You use J.D. McKissick that way. But – I think Washington has to win the game for Antonio Gibson to work. They're going to feed him late. I just think that he's an interesting fade for me because I think that I don't love the overall usage. And I understand that he could have a big game and they could take the lead. He could break out. And he's a guy that's talented and bust a run too. Um, I just think he's a prime fade for me just based on the way that he's been used the last six games. And I think he's going to be really popular. And I think that I'm going to use that. Uh, I'm going to use that as kind of a way to be a little bit different this weekend. <clears throat> it's funny that um, somebody did a, video recently about why it was the Gibson two touchdown week, which was against Detroit, I believe. Um, yeah. So he had 45 I, that, yards that, against Detroit. Something that would happen. Yeah. But the video was basically about like, you have to consider Gibson's upside because he scores all these touchdowns. Um, and like, that's, and nobody was playing him that week. Uh, and so like, that's why you play him, but like chalk Antonio Gibson sounds like that's a perfect nice. GPP fade. So like, um, because you're right, like he doesn't get the any of the passing work, which is ridiculous, and uh, just the regular pass or rushing volume is not there. It's not they have Alex Smith under center. You're like, oh, they should just run the ball 25 times, and they don't. Um, 
so yeah, I think uh, that's the the clear difference between the way that we play. That I'm like, everyone will have Gibson, so I'll just have him. And you're like, no way. Why would I take him? <laughs> and good. I mean, he has a big game. He beats me. But I think he, yeah, it's a three-game slate, you got to take a stand somewhere on some guys. And uh, I think he's going to be the one for me. But then uh, we've kind of gone, gone long the running backs here. But a couple more. James Conner is the guy that, like, you can go to if you want to fade Gibson. It's scary because he looked really good last week. He was, yeah. he was 13 carries for 89 yards, like a really good yards per carry. But – then you see the 13 and the carries. You're like, what the heck's going on? That's a game they were winning. But they've just the last couple of weeks, they've been winning pretty, pretty handily and have not run the ball. I mean, he's just he has 15 or fewer carries in four straight games. He had 15 carries, of 47 yards against Baltimore the first game a few weeks ago. Has played a lot of snaps. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. The snap count was down, but it's been back up the last couple of weeks. Uh, Baltimore has been run on the last couple of weeks. They have some injuries up front. Uh, Derrick Henry had 28 for 133 last week. Uh, Damian Harris was 22 for 121 the week before that. Um, so the problem with going with fading Gibson is that means you probably have to go to Connor or Duke Johnson, who are both really scary. Um, I think I'd probably move to Connor, but I got to figure that one out. To, the, the problem with fading someone is you got to figure out you got to play someone else instead who's going to do better. And uh, it, that, that's that's Slim Pickens this week. You didn't even mention the Benny Snell touchdown. Oh, that was just disgusting. I mean, not only did he only have 13 carries, but he lost the one inside the five rush that went into it went for a touchdown. Um, yeah. And then the name down here that obviously we're going to mention at the end is Gus Edwards. Um, J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram aren't going to play this week with the put on the COVID list. Gus Edwards is 4000 on DraftKings. So he's like essentially minimum price. Um, he was 16 for 87 and touchdown against Pittsburgh in week eight. You know, in a game that they ran for 200 yards against Pittsburgh. So I don't know if they know something about the Pittsburgh defense and playing all these years and allows them to run. That was just a freaky game. I don't know what it is, but he's just so cheap. I mean, you're talking about Chalky. I mean, I think everybody's going to have Gus Edwards this week. You don't think the matchup pushes people off enough? I think that the price is so low. It just doesn't matter. I, I mean, I guess if I, everybody jumped I it. The, 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 I wish the, the the other guys were better. So, like, if you're like, oh, I'm not going to play Edwards because I want to play someone. It's like, are you really getting excited about paying extra money for Connor or Duke? Or I mean, you, you get a lot of teams that go Zeke and Gibson, I think. So that those teams maybe don't play Edwards, but maybe play Edwards as a, as a flex. I just I just think at 4,000, I think, I think he's going to be everywhere. Um. Yeah, I mean, we played Mike Davis 4,000 against the Bucks, who also have a very good uh, defense. Yeah. The benefit of uh, Edwards, at least as a flex play, is that if you're like really far behind and expect expect him to be popular, theoretically you can um, just pivot off of him to, some, to a wide receiver in that game. 4,000 doesn't leave a whole lot. Uh, Maybe you can't even do that now that I've said that. Baltimore oh, Des Bryant, no, great. Baltimore should have no receivers over 4,000, so it should work. Yeah. Oh, Miles Boykin. Oh, yeah, you, you can make up for it. I mean, obviously. Yeah, you, can play, you can play DuVernay. You can, I mean, yeah. I, I, Marquise Brown's only 4,700, so if you save some money in this late, you could, you, could, you could swap to him, too, if you wanted to later. I mean, I, he had zero catches last week, so I don't know if you want to do that. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, I think that's a really good point because you've got these, got these three games that are, that are spread out like this. You're going to be able to look and see – where you are after the first two and kind of figure that out. I think that's, a, that's an interesting play. If you, need, if you needed to get different, you could swap off Edwards. But if you're doing well, you just leave Edwards in and, right. and, and let it ride. No. Do you have any Justice Hill hesitation? I just, I don't, I don't, I, I've been, I've been, I, a couple of years ago, I thought it was going to be like a great season long play. So it kind of scarred me, but um, I, I think I'm going to play someone here. Edwards is so cheap that I'm just going to play him. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, it, it was more like if you think Justice Hill outplays, uh, like Tony Pollard and Benny Snell and I guess Kerry and Johnson, like 
if he takes too much away from Edwards, it probably doesn't affect you as much as if Snell poaches another touchdown or right. um, Pollard, Pollard scored last week too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think Edward, like, I'm guessing a lot of people go Gibbs, or at least in cash, if they play three running backs. I don't think you necessarily have to play three this week. Um, I think I assume the three are like Zeke, Gibson, and Edwards. I think um, there's going to be, I think there's going to be a lot of teams with those three running backs. Yeah. Uh, so let's jump into the passing games. Uh, first, a note from our sponsor, Prop Swap. Smart sports bettors always know where to find the best odds before placing a bet, and that's why smart bet, smart bettors use Prop Swap. You can always find the best odds on Prop Swap because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. See a ticket you like, but you think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. Prop Swap sellers are always willing to negotiate, and we all know bookies never will. And for a limited time, our listeners get up to $500 in bonus cash. Just use the promo code ROTO500, that's promo code ROTO500, and PropSwap will match your first deposit up to $500. Become a smarter sports better today. Go to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. So, Andrew, I want to do quarterbacks pretty quick here. Um, I'm playing Deshaun Watson at 7,400. I think I would never say fully across the board because I'm sure I'll mix in some other stuff, but... I think on this slate, he is far and away the play for me. He's, uh, you know, take out that wind game against Cleveland that was weird. He has 280 passing yards in every other game the last seven games except for that one. Multiple passing touchdowns in seven of eight. He was awesome last week, but kind of shut it down at halftime, which is disappointing. He had three touchdowns at halftime and had three touchdowns for the game. So I, I kind of was hoping we're looking for an all-timer game there. But still, threw for 344, ran for 26. He has 35-plus rushing yards uh, the last four, last or 25-plus rushing yards the last four weeks. So running the ball a little bit more after he didn't have he didn't have more than 30 the first six weeks. Detroit's near the bottom in, in pressuring the quarterback and sacks. Like this is a great matchup. I I just think it's pretty easy for me this week. I think I'm going to play a lot of Deshaun Watson and then maybe sprinkle in some other guys. But it's going to be Watson a huge majority for me. I think he's going to be by far the most popular quarterback on the slate. He um... he has he's he's too, he's, too, he's not he's, you 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 said it earlier. He should be 9,000 on this. Yeah. Game. Like if, if this game was on the Sunday slate, like if we were talking about, um, we'll be back on Friday to talk about the Sunday slate. Like if he was 7,400 in this matchup, then we'd be like, yeah, I'd probably still play him anyway. For sure. And here we are on a three game slate. Um, I think the biggest question you have is if you want to differentiate like how you do it. And um, just based off of the defenses, like I wonder if most people avoid the the Baltimore Pittsburgh game. Um just because both of those defenses are very, very good, um, which then you're now like, all right, well, Matt Stafford against the Texans on Thanksgiving doesn't sound so bad. He's, he's you know, 1,600 cheaper than Watson. Um, and I just don't, I just don't see people playing Dalton or Alex Smith. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a three-game slate, so you get some, you get some people in there. I mean, I guess I, if I had to, I'd probably play God, I guess I'd probably play Alex Smith just based on matchup instead. <laughs> That's funny. I thought I, you were gonna say the opposite. I, I like Dalton more because he has the he has better weapons. Right. But like Washington, Washington killed him that first game. Like they had forty six percent pressures on dropbacks that first game against Dalton. Like he's just a sitting duck back there, and their their pass rush is really good. I I, I like their defense this week, so I'm not gonna. I, I probably don't go Dalton. Although the weapons are like, you know, if they have to throw, he's gonna he he could be pretty good, but. I don't know. I don't like. I mean, Stafford just got shut out by Carolina last week. Like Carolina's not a good defense. Like Tom Brady killed them, and then done nothing in the two games between in, on the other side of that. Like 
uh, I mean, Stafford was horrible last week. He was 18 of 33 for 170 yards, no touchdowns. It sounds like Kenny Galladay is probably not going to play. We don't know that yet. He didn't practice on Tuesday. Practiced a little bit on Monday. So we'll get more news on that. If he plays, that might uh, that might open up a little bit for Stafford. But I don't know. As, as I get in here, I'm like, well, maybe I can shift to Lamar or Ben. But like you said, those defenses are really good. And Lamar looked bad again last week. Uh, you know, he had the rushes. He had he had 13 carries again for 50, only 51 yards. What do you make of Lamar Jackson right now? I mean, are you do you are you tempted to pivot off uh, of watching him at all? Um, certainly not in cash. Um, I, I was going to say like the 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 consideration for other quarterbacks, uh, and even if you like throw Stafford out, you're like I just don't want Stafford, even though he has a perfectly fine matchup. So you look at the other two games, and we keep talking about like both uh, Baltimore and Pittsburgh have really strong defenses, but like. Right now on DraftKings Sportsbook, that game is a 45-point total. Washington-Dallas is 46. Like, it's yep. not all that different. Uh, obviously, the the quarterback prices are very different. But I think, like, the Baltimore passing game, whatever that actually is, Jackson and Andrews or Brown, like, I think that is the by far the lowest-owned uh, stack this week. Like, I think there are m- many more people who will play – uh, Alex Smith and McLaurin or Dalton and whoever that you want to put in there with either Gallup or Lamb. Um, like Stafford, I think we've seen people play Marvin Jones and uh, Darvin Hall. Is that even his name? Darvin? Marvin. Marvin. <laughs> They're both? Really? Marvin, Marvin Hall? Hall, yes. Ah, well. yes. Um, and Roethlisberger, like we talk about how sometimes the answer to which wide receiver do you take is all of them. I don't think this is necessarily that game, but like, there, those guys are easy to stack. Whereas, like, I think people just tend to stay away from Lamar, other than Mark Andrews, I guess. Um, I think like the Baltimore passing game is probably the most overlooked, um, especially because he's expensive. Like, he's the second highest priced quarterback. Yep. Um, what do you think? I, I think so. I mean, you look at the implied totals. Detroit is as high as the the favorites in the other game. Like, right. I, I know they're underdogs, and we're like, oh, Stafford, but they're twenty four and a half. I think Pittsburgh was like twenty four and three quarters, and and Dallas was twenty four and a half. Also, I think that, yeah, I mean, Lamar's tough. I mean, he's average. He averaged six point nine yards per carry last year. Now he's at five point eight. The thing with Lamar though is last year he averaged he had like three touchdowns a game. He averaged two point nine touchdowns per game on the season. He's at one point eight right now. He has yeah. eighteen touchdowns, and that's that's combined. That's passing and rushing. He had, I think he was like, uh, what is it, 36 and seven last year. He's 10 and, or he's, I forget what the breakout is, but he has 18 touchdowns in 10 games right now. It's just, he's just not scoring touchdowns. He's not breaking those big plays. We talked about, we, we talked about joking around with Cook earlier, but like every week last week, it felt like Lamar had that 30 yard touchdown or that 50 yard run where he was out at the 10. Like he's just, the big chunk plays aren't there right now. And he was, you can't overlook the fact that he was awful against Pittsburgh last game. And I think that, you know, Tomlin is really smart. Their defense is really good. He was 13 and 29 for 208 last time against Pittsburgh. Like he was terrible. We watched that game because we, we talked about that game a bunch a few weeks ago. And it was a game that, uh, that Pittsburgh won and Baltimore should have won because they had a ton more yeah. yards, but they turned over. I think Lamar had four turnovers himself. Uh, it was a horrible passing percentage, but they had a ton of yards, but I don't, I just, last week I played some Lamar cause I was like, you know, it's finally time and it didn't work again. And I just, I don't know. I think I want to see it once before I do it. And I just, I, I can't, I, I, I get it in GPP. If you want to shift, I probably will have a lineup with him in, but uh, my main lineups will just have, they'll just have to go up 600 bucks to Deshaun and, and call it a day. Yeah. I think Lamar is going to be the guy that if you can withstand the losses through 17 weeks, maybe you get it on the 17th and it all makes right. up for it. Right. You just got to make sure you're not broke before then. 
Yeah, I mean, you look at you look at the weeks, and he, he's played ten weeks. He's been quarterback fifteen or lower in six of those weeks. Oof. Like that's a, I mean, the, I don't last year. I, I promise you, he didn't have six all year last year. Yeah, and I mean, and the, the, he's top. I think he's quarterback eight or better in the other four games. So he has had some some bigger games, but no big ceiling games. Like he hasn't had those. He hasn't had those huge games last week. Last year he did every single week. I mean, he talked about last week. Like we just throw them throwing Lamar in cash, and you're good. And it's just not the case. And I don't know if it's the way they're calling offense, the way – I mean, he's obviously in, in, uh, inaccurate right now. He's, he's missing a lot of plays, and not Marquise Brown had zero catches last week. They're not using their weapons at all, and I don't know. I, I, don't, I just don't think at Pittsburgh at night in a big game is the spot that I want to I try and find it. Yeah, the weird thing – I mean, the touchdowns obviously are playing like a huge role because like even last season with his huge games, he didn't necessarily throw for a ton of yards. Like, yep. uh, like I'm looking now – he had a game with 222 yards and four touchdowns, 169 and five. I remember and, that game. It was crazy. Yeah, 212 and five. Like, it's just, I was against the Jets. Um, they aren't they aren't hitting those like, oh my gosh, the defense is putting 14 guys in the box and yeah. setting someone wide open anymore. It's just, not, it's just not there right now. I don't know if they people realize he's not accurate or people realize that they can play the run a little different, but it's just those big, easy touchdown passes don't just don't seem to be there. Yep, yep, totally agree. It's funny, you look at his yardage and like through 10 games, the yardage is not that far off. It's yeah. really the touchdowns that, that's doing it. So. Yep. Uh, let's jump into those receivers. But first, a note from our other sponsor, BetMGM. Sports bettors know that magic happens when you turn a hunch into action and apply the right amount of expertise. That's why BetMGM is teamed up with Rotowire to offer new BetMGM customers a free six-month Rotowire subscription when they place their first bet. Register on the BetMGM app or the website, and once you make your first sports wager, you'll receive a season's length of Rotowire's unmatched sports insights. Find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks by signing up and placing your first bet today. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Uh, 21 years or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Nevada, Tennessee, and West Virginia only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey and West Virginia. In Tennessee, call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. If you or someone else you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Promotional offer is not available in Nevada. So, Andrew, we got the wide receivers this week. Uh, I really like the ones at the top. I like that uh, I built some lineups when I was playing around with it yesterday with, with McLaurin, Will Fuller, um, and one of the Pittsburgh guys. And it it kind of it, it fit pretty well. It, uh, you know, None of those guys are overly expensive. McLaurin's 7,000 at the top. Um, Fuller's 6,400. And uh, then Deontay, 62. Claypool's 61. Juju's 59. We finally got Deontay as the most expensive Pittsburgh receiver. Took, uh, took 10 games. Um, I love McLaurin this week. Uh, I think that he'll obviously be super popular. Uh, I'm big on Will Fuller this week, though. That's my that's my big feel this week, and I think I, I like Will Fuller over Cooks this week and pay the extra price. Why? Just have a feeling. Oh, all right. No actual sense into it. It's just. Um, no, there is some sense into it. To me, of course, <laughs> there's always something, right? Uh, Detroit's allowed 3.6 receptions of over 20 yards per game. Uh, I think they're just a, an offense that can't stop the big play uh, receiving. And, I, and when I think of that, when I build these two offenses, I, I think Cook, Cook a little more Cook's a little more in the slot, kind of catching the quicker ones. I think Will Fuller's the deep guy here. So I think that uh, I think the way this game matches up playing at Detroit, I think it's uh, I think it's uh, it matches up better for a, a deep kind of uh, attack. Um, you know, obviously Cooks can score every time. I, I do like both of them. But I think a lot of people will go Watson Cooks because it's eleven hundred dollars cheaper than Fuller. So I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go heavy Will Fuller this week. Would you consider both Cooks and Fuller? For sure, I would. If you're gonna stack it, I think that you go both, and then you come back with 
Marvin Jones or Galladay if he plays. I don't think he's going to. Or your boy Darvin Hall slash Marvin Hall. My, my fault, uh, Darvin. Uh, I, I think that uh, I think playing both is is very a very real possibility. I think what I'm going to do, not to spoil later, is I, I think I go Watson, Fuller, Jordan, Akins for the uh, for the Houston stack because I, I like how uh, I like how Akins looked last week. I like how they used him. I like how cheap he is more than anything. And I think that if I'm going to go, if I'm going to save some money somewhere and kind of get everybody else in, I want tight end's a good spot to do that. So um, I don't dislike Cooks. I just have a, a really good feel that uh, we see a lot of Will Fuller action this weekend. Okay, that's fair. That, that's reasonable. That's not. That's more than just uh, you just feeling okay. it. I know. I wanted to. I wanted to give you the feel, but there, I actually did put some some thought into why how the game works out and what goes on here. And now that Deontay Johnson is the most expensive, uh, even though there's only a three hundred dollar gap, does that push you to the other guys? It doesn't. I, I mean, it's funny. I think that it, as you look at the slate, picking the correct Pittsburgh receiver is going to decide a lot. I think a lot. You know, you're not going to be able to play all of them. Um, you know, one of them's going to go off. One of them's going to be a little more quiet and one will go in the middle. It's just kind of probably the way it works except for that one week where they all were good. But, you know, last week it was, uh, you know, Deontay had all the, all the targets. Chase had the touchdown and Juju was, did nothing and stepped on the referee's flag and tweaked his ankle, which is the strangest injury I've ever seen. Um, I just think, I mean, Deontay had 16 targets last week. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. They just, it's, they're not deep targets, but they just use them. So he was 12 for 111 and, you, know, you go PPR, and that's just—I mean—you don't have to score if you're going to do that. And you know, he has six double, he has six double-digit target games. His one bad game was against Baltimore, but he like he he left the game early that week. He only had three targets. He left it early, went to the blue tent, and came back in. And I just don't know if he fully like checked back in and was was fully feeling good. But um, you know, I wouldn't argue with anybody that wanted to go Claypool. He has ten touchdowns in his first ten NFL games um, at the same price, essentially the same price. I'm gonna I'm gonna still go Deontay with the targets. What do you think the chances are that the answer is none of them? Always possible. Like an elite I think Ravens secondary. I, I think one of them has has to do well with the amount of times Pittsburgh has forty six passes the last two weeks. Each of the last two weeks, and that's games they're winning. I just think they're they've kind of abandoned that, and I think they're, they're going to throw so much that someone in this game is going to have to do well. Um, and with the other games on the slate, I think that uh, I think you're going to you're going to want at least one Pittsburgh receiver in there. Hmm. There's always always ways to build, but uh, I just think with uh, the way they pass, I think I think I think one of them's going to hit. Now picking the right one might be hard. You could, you know, if uh, if people pick the wrong one, that that hurts. But um, I just think they're I think they're all all three are so good that uh, I'm going to go Deontay or or Claypool. I'm tossing Juju out. I don't. He partially practiced on Tuesday. Um, I just think the other guys have bigger ceilings. And if you're playing in a GPP three game or like you want that ceiling, I mean, you look at Claypool's targets: nine, thirteen, ten, and eight the last four weeks. He hasn't topped. He hasn't been over five catches though, so he's like he's clearly the guy they take some shots with. Yeah, um, you know he scored last week. He scored against Baltimore the first time. Um, but I'm going, I'm going Deontay six two hundred and in, in in a lot of uh, a high percentage of my lineups. Okay. Um, Do you you think zero is an interesting path though? It seems like. Uh, I mean, matchup wise, uh, it's got the lowest total on the slate, and they f- are facing the best secondary yeah. on the slate. I just um, think I just think PPR like you're just gonna get you're just gonna get a lot of targets you're gonna get a lot of passes and I think in a full PPR um, I think they just they just they just get there to a good amount. Uh, I mean it's a fair it's a fair assessment. Um, the Cowboys seem really cheap. They do like um, like Cooper at fifty seven hundred seems egregious on a slate like this on a three game slate. It does. I have him bolded him. He had seven targets last week with Dalton, six for 81. Like, I thought he would be 7,000. Like, it's just, and I don't love Amari Cooper, but 5,700 with all those targets and an offense, 
you know, in an indoor an indoor game. We don't have to worry about weather. He's just going to get targets and yeah. under under six thousand like that. That floor is just so good right there. Yeah, like the combination of Cooper and Cooks at those prices, yeah. I think that they'll be popular um, in cash just because. Just, I mean, <clears throat> the the difference between Cooks and Fuller is pretty significant enough that it people is. are like, oh, I'll just take Cooks. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I hope so. Yeah, right. Uh, and Cooper is the most expensive Cowboys uh, wide receiver. Uh, Dallas. I mean, excuse me, uh, Washington's pretty good against wide re- or has been pretty good against wide receivers this year. So I could see people not necessarily wanting to get in on that, but um, but he's the best of the group. Um, like CeeDee Lamb being 300 less seems a little weird to me. He obviously has some big play potential, but um, I don't know. I don't I don't necessarily see people going much below that. There are options below it for tournaments that you can uh, try to exploit, but um, I, I think... Like we said, like the pricing is so soft that I don't think you necessarily need to go that cheap a wide receiver this week. Because even if you pay up, I mean, Gus Edwards obviously helps that. Um, right. Like I think more people are, will probably find more value in Gus Edwards at 4000 than any of the receivers at 4000 or below. Yeah, I agree there. It's funny. I looked at I looked at Lamb and I'm like, wow, he seems cheap. And then you look and his catches the last four weeks are zero four four four. Like yeah, he he's, had, earned, he just, he's earned that, uh, <laughs> that low just, price. He sometimes feel I mean, he's so good, and like when you watch the game, like he makes these big plays. You're like, oh my god, Ceedee Lamb's going off, and you look, and you're like, four for thirty four. You're like, well, how did that happen? I mean, he had a <laughs> touchdown last week, so that obviously you know got him where he needed to be. Yeah, but ridiculous um, touchdown, actually. Yes, it was. He's uh, he's really good. He's I, really I good. love him as a I love him as a player. I just uh, I don't know. I, you give me three hundred more for Cooper, and it's hard not to just go right, right there. But right. the cheaper guys you mentioned, I want to hit those real quick. Um, really cheap, under four thousand. You want to talk about talent for price, and you've got Michael Gallup at 3,500. Um, again, in this offense, you know it's mostly Cooper right now, but uh, he only has over 75 yards once all year. He had that one big game. I think we actually played that game too for some odd reason. But he does have 24 targets the last three weeks, Thank only you for 12 catches on those. So he's, you know, I think he's the deeper guy too, podcast. and maybe some missive targets content, there. I mean, he plays a ton of snaps in an offense soccer. that has the right in there the second highest implied total behind uh, behind Houston and. I don't know. I think if I'm going to go cheap in a GPP, I think it's going to be Gallup. I'm going to take a shot on just because I think the upside is is very significant with him. I mean, you're, you know, it's 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 low percentage. He's going to hit it, especially the way the season's going. But like he's so talented at 3,500, you you can kind of see it happening pretty easily. Um, if I'm going cheap, it's probably him over Kiki Kuti, who we mentioned earlier, like saying his name. But he's 3,400. If Stills and Randall Cobb don't play, he was pretty involved last week. Scored a touchdown, played 35 snaps, but still had 10 yards receiving. Um, I think that uh, the the passing tree there is so much fuller cooks and like tight end that I don't really go with Kuti. I, I'd play Gallup over Kuti if I was going cheap, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, which is annoying because like we had, I think we had a Brandon Cooks touchdown stolen by Randall Cobb last week. And then we did. Um, but yeah, Gallup, just in terms of like cheap upside, like Gallup yeah. is so much better than all of the guys around him. And 3,500 is kind of an egregious price on such a, small slate but yeah i don't know why they put him all the way down there but he's there he's there uh yeah i mean you can just like keep going down the list uh we obviously get to the uh the very cheap baltimore guys but it's like if you're gonna do that like i think that's the point it's like would you rather have duvarney who he's kind of interesting because he returns kicks and like not to say like he's gonna score touchdowns because of the that um but like 
that makes me feel a little bit better about it because like I know he's going to get the ball at some point. Like you don't have to yeah. totally worry about targets. They're obviously very low percentage uh, opportunities at touchdowns. But at least the ball is in his hands and you have yeah. to have the ball in your hands to score a touchdown. Um, so like he's one that like I would take him over Miles Boykin just because like I'm not sure that one or two targets that Boykin gets are all, all that valuable anyway. Or the, or the zero on 34 snaps the last two weeks. Yeah, Right. It could be that too. Um, but yeah. What about, just, what about Dez? Is he even active? He was last week. He had a pretty important catch late in that game. Yeah. I thought he went back down to the practice squad on Monday. He had five, um, he had five targets last week. Yeah. Um, more, more than Marquise Brown. <laughs> they have to, uh, you can only call a guy up twice. So this, if he, if they call him up again this week, then any subsequent time they got to sign him for the rest of the season, which means they have to cut somebody. We learned that from last week when, uh, who was it? The Seahawks didn't bring Alex Collins back, I remember, because yeah, they'd already right. brought him up twice. So Bo Scarborough got the uh, the game there. But anyway. Um, is is Des Bryant the most accurate quarterback in Baltimore? <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe. Sorry. Sorry, Lamar. I love yeah. you. Um, uh, no, I think. Ahead, sorry. Yeah, I just think if you're if you're anywhere near there, then you're just going to play Gallup. And, but I don't, for cash, I don't think you're even in this range. I just don't think you need to. There's just That's uh, what you don't of, need to. There's there's no point to get down there. I think that uh, those cheap Baltimore receivers become interesting if you want to be a little different and go with that that Baltimore stack and kind of play a, a low percentage kind of thing where you go Lamar and May, Marquise Brown and or you go Andrews and maybe one of the cheap guys or something like that. I mean, it certainly could work if they you know the old school 2019 Ravens show up and you know it's the NFL that can happen. So that's the that's the way I think you get to those guys. But like in a general like here's my best lineup. I just it, it's hard to play any of those guys. It's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, tight end is, uh, you know, we talked, we just mentioned Mark Andrews. He's the most expensive 5,200. He's, he's come on a little bit the last two weeks. We talked about how Marquise Brown's kind of disappeared. It's Andrews has really been the guy five for 96, two weeks ago, seven for 61 last week on nine targets. Uh, didn't do much against Pittsburgh for the first game. He's never topped 50 yards against Pittsburgh actually in his, I think he's played four games against them. Clearly the most talented, uh, tight end on the slate though. If you want to pay up, uh, you know, he's kind of the guy you go to, you get the night game, um, you know, prime time, all that fun stuff. Uh, I think that this is the spot that I'm going to pay down a little bit. I mentioned Jordan Aikens, um, but how are you feeling about uh, tight end this week? It's uh, it's it's slim pickings like always, but even more so this week. Yeah, the, the looser pricing makes you consider Andrews a lot more. It does. Um, so I think he's going to be popular. Like, I think he's going to be the most popular tight end just because you don't necessarily need um, – you don't need the the cheap one. Again, this is like a Gus Edwards thing of like how much he opens things up. Um, but like looking at the wide receivers in the 5,200-ish range, like obviously uh, Marquise Brown is there, but like CeeDee Lamb is 54, Jones is 55, uh, Marvin Jones. So like Andrews is better than those guys, uh, particularly of late. Andrews last week uh, reminded me of like every tight end who ever plays the Jets that like every time he caught the ball, he was just wide open. Like there was no like contested, like all of a sudden you're just like, how did he get so open? And you like watch the linebacker take three steps. And then he's like, oh, some, I'm sure the safety's got him. And it's like, right. nope, the safety's over here. And he's just like, Andrew's just wide open. Um, or or you could be the Raiders safeties and just run away from Travis Kelsey at right. all times, no matter what. It's the same thing. Right. Um, I think there are th- basically three that people will consider, uh, at least in cash games. I think it's Andrews, Logan Thomas, and Aikens. Um, okay. And Thomas and Aikens, I mean, it's a $600 difference, so it's it's not nothing. But uh, Thomas is like one of these guys that people play every week. 
because he's cheap and he gets five to six targets. And uh, this week he's cheap and might get five or six targets. So nothing's really changed. Um, but Aikens, uh, like yes, or yesterday, last week's game, just like if, if you saw that, you'd be like, oh, this guy should be yeah. 5,000. And because obviously Watson likes, I mean, it's a one game sample, obviously, but um I agree with you. I think that's a really good price, particularly a great price, like 2,900 yeah. coming off six targets. Um, why not? Yeah, he had 83 yards. He kind of, he passes the eye test. He, he looks like that athletic tight end and he doesn't play a ton of snaps. They use Darren Fells in running situations and he only played 31 snaps. But I mean, he's a, he's a cheap option on the highest implied team total on the slate and he's a good guy to stack with your quarterback. You mentioned the three tight ends. Do you think that uh, in cash games like Hawkinson, nobody will have him just because if you take him, you're just going to pay up to Andrews anyway? Yeah. Uh, like that, that 500, it's just there's not yeah. there's not enough of a gap that uh, – I mean I, – I feel like TJ Hawkinson should be a thing and just like doesn't quite get there. He has seven-plus targets in three of the last four weeks, so he's used a bunch. He was four for 68 last week. Like I could kind of see that path, especially if Gala doesn't play – I mean, they get a GPP if you want to be a little different and go off Anders to Hawkinson. I think it's an, it's an interesting play as a maybe he might, he actually might be the comeback if you have a Houston stack. Um, you come back, you know, you don't play Aikens on that stack. You go Cooks and Fuller, and then you come back with Hawkinson on the other side. Could be an interesting way to play that game. Yep, I think that's a good one. You know who had one fewer target than him last week and a touchdown? Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz. I don't think anybody will play him, and I'm I I think he's fine. Like, yeah, I think if you play Schultz, why wouldn't you just play Thomas or Aikens? Yeah, he has Schultz has 21 targets the last three weeks, but he hasn't topped 55 yards since week four. And he's he clearly needs a touchdown to work. Like yeah. he's he's clearly their short guy. It's not like it was earlier in the year when he was kind of running down the seam with Dak. It's just that's not the way their offense runs right now. And um, but yeah, I mean, similar type guy. The other guy in the slate we haven't talked about is Eric Ebron. Um, same kind of thing. He has to score the touchdown. He hasn't topped 55 yards all year. He only has over five catches once, but you know, he's got, he gets the touchdowns. He gets in the red zone every once in a while and scores. And he's like the definition of TV, TD dependent. Yeah. I mean, really they all are except maybe Andrews. Um, yeah. like Andrews could outscore them all without a touchdown. If, even if they all scored touchdowns, um, yeah, he's the one guy that can go seven for 92 and not right. score. It, it can work. Exactly. Um, and so, like that's why he's the most expensive, and also why it seems crazy that you would pay forty-seven for Hawkinson when you can just pay fifty-two for Andrews. So uh, last but not least, we have defense here. Uh, we've got uh, yeah, Pittsburgh's forty-two hundred on DraftKings. Uh, Washington is thirty-seven hundred. I almost messed that up. Goodness. Uh, Dallas is twenty-eight. Uh, Houston's twenty-seven. I probably uh, wouldn't play the others. I don't think I'm. I mean, I guess you could play Baltimore, but against Pittsburgh, that's tough. But what are you gonna do with defense this week? I think that I'm gonna play the Washington football team at 3,700 on, on most lineups, um, 10 sacks last three weeks. They forced two turnovers last week. Dalton only got sacked once last week, but uh, Dallas had six sacks against that or Washington, six sacks against Dallas. The first game, I just think I'm going to ride with that. And, and Dalton is a guy that's not mobile in the pocket. I think that, uh, the Washington pass rush here is the defense. I, 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 I like the most by a good amount. Yeah. I think that's fair. I think you can play the Cowboys too, like in the same game. Hey, dude. Yeah, they, they had what uh, they have six sacks and six turnovers to combine the last three weeks. They've come on a little bit, and Alex Smith will uh, was is willing always willing to make a little bit of a mistake. Right, right. I mean, he's not really throwing all that far downfield, but um, yeah, he, if if you think Dalton is not mobile, then Smith isn't going to be r- racking yeah. off any long runs here. So, um, and you look you look at Detroit, like they got shut out last week at Carolina, but Houston only has one 
I think they have one turnover force the last three weeks. And uh, but I, I guess you could do it. I mean, Detroit allowed allowed five sacks as we could play Houston, but the Houston defense just does nothing. Like right, you can do it. The, the, I think I wouldn't be surprised if I played the Houston defense more than any other defense this season, just because they're always <laughs> fairly but, cheap. And, and you're I like, oh, like... they have JJ, they have JJ Watt. Like good stuff has to happen at some right. point, right? Like right. you just you're so used to 99 making plays, but like it just doesn't happen for their defense right now. They have five turnovers forced all season. Wow, that's just awful. <laughs> five. Wow. That's really like you think you just like random lucky fumbles at some point you're gonna recover some of those, right? They had this is crazy. They had two fumble recoveries uh, against Jacksonville in Week Five. They had a pick and a fumble in week six against Tennessee. And they had an interception in week nine against Jacksonville. So and... they played like seven games without a turnover. Then. Yes. Oh, gosh. Wow. That's pretty wild. Uh, Pittsburgh defense, they did have four sacks and four turnovers against Lamar the first game. Um, but, you know, Lamar doesn't usually turn the ball over. They only have one turnover combined or one turnover each of the last three weeks. And only five sacks allowed total. So um, that game kind of was an outlier for them. But, you know, Pittsburgh defense can do something at any point. Uh uh, the Baltimore defense, same kind of thing. Like Ben could obviously make a mistake, and Baltimore defense is really good. But uh, I think I'm just going to go Washington in a game where you know I think I can attack that offense a little bit, attacking Andy Dalton. But um, it's a weird week. I think you could go like four or five of the defenses, and I wouldn't really argue very hard against you. I think you could play all of them. Like if you told me that that opening am- Lions Texans game started yeah. off with a Lions kickoff return for a touchdown, could be. Who knows? Like in GPP, if you're like oh, I can't play this guy that I really want to play unless I play the whatever, the Lions. Just play the Lions. I hear you. Detroit's probably the defense I wouldn't play, but yeah, (laughs) I I wouldn't sit an offensive player on a a three-game slate to find a defense. I I agree there. Right, well, here you go. Would you you play like the Steelers and um, Brandon Cooks, or would you play the Lions and Will Fuller? I'm not taking Fuller out, so that's my answer. Oh, all right. So there you go. Will Fuller, uh, Will Fuller, Lions defense. Will, Will Fuller's going off this week. All right. It's going to be uh, that's that's the nine a.m. game in the West Coast, and I I think by about eleven fifteen, if you don't have Will Fuller, you're shutting down the uh, the live drafting scoring for the week. There you go. <laughs> I love. Thanks it. everybody for listening. We've gone way too long. Sorry, you have something else? No, I'm good. I'm good. All right, we've gone we've gone way too long on a three game slate, but uh, kind of what we tend to do. Hopefully, everybody enjoyed the uh, the extra bonus podcast. We'll be back at you on Friday morning. Uh, we're doing Friday morning, right? No, you're yep. not on vacation. Yep. All right. Um, we'll do Friday morning with the with the rest of the games for the the full Sunday slate. Uh, thanks for listening. Please rate or view the podcast if you get a second. If you want to follow Andrew on Twitter, he's at Rotowire Andrew. I am at Scott Jenstead. We'll be talking football uh, a bunch of the weekend on there too. Hope everybody has a fantastic Thanksgiving. Um, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll be back at you in a couple days talking the Sunday slate. Take care. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.